I'm Robin Conley Downs, and welcome to Your Whole Life Organized. If your life feels anything but organized, this podcast is for you. If we don't know each other, hi, I'm Robin Conley Downs, and I share simple strategies to calm the everyday chaos so that you can organize your life with ease. But don't worry, I'm not talking about plastic bins or color-coded bookshelves. Instead, here I share fresh and realistic perspectives on productivity, time management, planning, and more. So what do I know about life organization? Well, I'm a health and happiness habits expert, but I also live in the real world. I run a simple and successful business. I'm a partner and a parent, and I never allow myself or my own needs to fall off the list. I don't wake up at 5 a.m. and I don't have an hour-long morning routine. I don't spend three hours on the weekend meal prepping. And I don't have the time to block out four hours of deep work every single day without distractions or emails. None of that is realistic to me. And yet, as I said, I don't fall off the list. I organize my time and energy and attention around the important things. And I have found great success with this method. But trust me when I say, I know what it's like to feel like I have no time or energy. And I know what it's like to feel completely disorganized, having no plan and no idea where to start. So that's exactly where this podcast comes in. Look, I know there's a lot on your plate and I will never suggest that we can take it all off. But I do know that with my simple shifts, strategies, and habits, you can go from time starved to time saved, from chaos to calm, and finding more clarity and joy in your everyday. But with all of that being said, what we really need to know is when it comes to getting your life organized, where do we start? By the end of this episode, you will have two questions to ask yourself so you can decide exactly where to start. Ten years ago, I was doing it all. I was working 60 hours a week. I had a brand new baby at home. I was in a full-time doctoral program and I was miserable. I was checking a thousand things off the list every single day only to realize that I wasn't even on the list. And maybe you've heard this part of my story before or maybe it's just a very familiar story to you. If you listened to my previous podcast, The Feel Good Effect, or read my book, The Feel Good Effect, I tell this story of what it was like to have pushed and strived to do everything only to realize that it meant nothing. It's a day I remember so clearly. I had gotten up early and packed my lunch and geared up for another day. There was something about that morning, I don't know if it was the beautiful fall weather that we get in the Pacific Northwest, the September sun against the leaves, the crisp in the air. It's this time that we wait all year for. And here I was just absolutely exhausted, dragging myself through my life, head down and not able to see really anything around me, not able to access what was important or prioritize anything that mattered. I sort of just had this moment, like this breaking point of what am I doing? I cannot do this anymore. Like I can't do it anymore. And I managed to catch my husband on the way. We were both on the way out to work. I was literally opening 
the door to the garage to head out. And I just told him, I can't do this anymore. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know how, but the life that I've created, everything I've worked so, so hard for, I can't do it. Now, when I say this out loud, I realized that probably scared him up for a moment because I was not including him <laughs> in the things I could not handle or do anymore. I was talking about my route, my choices, how I was spending my time, energy, and attention. Like it wasn't sustainable, but it also was not organized around the things that mattered to me. And I knew that and I didn't know what to do. So right there in the living room, we had a heart to heart. And I said, this is not the life that I wanted to build. I don't know how we got here. I just kept chasing and striving and putting one foot in front of the other. And then we got here and it's not what I want. And I give him so much credit. He looked at me and said, okay, do what you need to do. I'll support you. And so I set about rebuilding my life. I kept the most important things. I kept my husband and my daughter and my family. But from there, it was a complete rebuilding. And like I said, maybe you've heard that story before, whether you followed me, listened to my previous podcast, you read my book. But it's what comes next that I don't think I've spent enough time talking about. I haven't told the story of what happened when I left one set of habits, one way of thinking about things in an attempt to start over. Because it didn't go the way I was hoping. And now I know it's because I was skipping a couple very crucial steps and I was making one very big mistake because when I was thinking about starting over or where to start, I was thinking, what do I need to do? I jumped right over some very crucial steps into doing. And when I did that, I went right into overcomplicating, time-consuming, overwhelming, taking all kinds of conflicting advice and creating a different but just as long to-do list. So let me paint you this picture. I had gotten to that rock bottom moment in the living room. I had decided my life needed to change. I knew this wasn't what it was, you know, the purpose of life was not where I had found myself. And I really wasn't taking care of myself. I felt exhausted over all other emotions or feelings I wasn't prioritizing exercise. I wasn't eating well. I wasn't taking care of my emotional well-being. None of it, right? So I know I'm starting from square one. I need to figure out what to do. So I basically approached it like it was an assignment that I could earn an A on. And maybe that's not relatable to you. And I'm telling you at the time, that's not what I would have said I was doing. But the result was the same. So like I said, I knew I needed change. I needed to get organized. I needed to prioritize what mattered. So the first thing I did was find a workout routine. And immediately I became overwhelmed with all the options. I started looking into strength versus cardio versus spin. Should I do home workouts? Should I try to go to a gym? It became this quagmire of decision fatigue and just a general feeling of self-doubt and overwhelm about how was I even going to do this? I was really out of shape at the time. I didn't know what was the right choice. And I was just spending a lot of time like researching, (laughs) looking for the perfect thing, trying to find something that I knew that I could handle. And I just so happened to come across something on my Facebook page. This was, I don't know, 20, 
13, I want to say. So I was hanging out on Facebook and I came across this. It wasn't even an ad. It was like a post about this 30-day challenge. And this 30-day challenge included committing to doing six one-hour in-studio workouts with a particular kind of workout and then also committing to a diet plan that this studio was offering. And I saw this and I thought like, this is the answer for me. I know that I need help. I know that I'm overwhelmed, that I have decision fatigue, that I don't know what to prioritize. So this is where I'm going to start. At the same time, I came across a book that was on time management and it involved like very complicated time blocking and tracking and planning. And between the two things, I thought, this is great. I have this solid plan. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's right. I don't trust myself. I don't know what is in my own best interest. So I'm going to take these plans and I'm going to follow them and I'm going to crush it. And so for the next 30 days, which then became 90 days, which then became 120 days... I followed these plans. I literally worked out every single day for an hour. I never missed a day. I followed this diet to a T. And it was a very restrictive kind of way of eating. So it was an elimination diet. It eliminated dairy, gluten, refined sugar, alcohol, and any processed foods. But It didn't matter that this was hugely time-consuming all of the sudden or that it didn't actually connect to what I had set out to do in the first place. I just felt so comforted and excited to have a plan, even though the plan was not based on how I wanted to feel or what actually fit into my life or was sustainable in any stretch of the word. And the funny thing about this time of my life is from the outside, it looked like I had really turned it around, that I had started over, that I had a great plan, that I knew what I was doing and that it was working for me. People would ask me, what are you doing? I want to do what you are doing. And I'm not going to lie, like I was really proud of myself for the discipline that I had found, for the motivation that I had found. At the same time, I stuck with this very, very similarly restrictive way of planning my day and time blocking. And whenever it didn't work, if I had a day where I missed a workout or I didn't follow the the dietary plan to the letter or I didn't get my four hours of deep work in, I would feel like such a failure. I never thought that it was the plan that was the problem. I always thought it was me. And so I just dig in my heels and I would work harder and I would push more. And this went on for a year or so. And then I realized that I had created the exact same problem that I'd had before. I just swung from one side of the pendulum to the other side. And if you've been around for a while, if you know me, You know, one of the things I talk a lot about is all or nothing thinking. It's like going all in and then all out. But in this case, I'd just gone from all in to all in because I thought to calm the chaos and to take care of my well-being and to prioritize the things that I knew would make me feel good in my life required hustle, required all in, all in, all in, required finding the perfect diet 
and the exact right exercise plan and then following those things exactly. So after about a year of morning workouts that lasted for an hour, oh, and getting up at 5 a.m. for a morning routine that lasted an hour. And this is still while I was working full-time. I had a toddler at this point, meal prepping for hours on the weekend and never deviating from this, what I thought was a perfect way of eating. I started to feel those same concerns creep back in that I'd experienced in that September when I felt like I was at rock bottom. Now, this time it wasn't nearly as bad because I actually was taking care of my physical health. I was taking care of my mental well-being to a point. I was eating well. I was moving. Sure, I was doing some of it at the cost of time with people that I cared about, at the cost of rest, at the cost of doing the things that were most important. But still, I, you know, I'd made improvements. I'd come a long way from that moment in September in my living room. But still, I got this creeping feeling that I had just rebuilt a life that while it had better habits, was still a hamster wheel, was still exhausting, was still chaotic, was still not organized around things that mattered to me. And so I slowly started weaning myself off of this intense, restrictive, time-consuming approach. And I started leaning a lot more on what I know about habits, what I know about happiness, what I know about time management. And I started to rebuild. And this time it was not on one end of the extreme or the other end of the extreme, but it was actually pretty squarely in the middle. I also started asking very different questions. And it's these questions that really shifted things for me and I know can shift for you as well. And this was all done through small shifts over time. There was no dramatic before and after or giant reveal. But along the way, I have found simple frameworks and methods that allow me to organize my time, energy, and attention around the things that matter so that they are at the core of every day. And then everything else shuffles in around it. So I still work full-time. I still have a family. I didn't quit everything. I didn't move to like a farm and like homeschool my children and like walk around in bare feet. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that I didn't abandon the lifestyle that I had, but I did change how I behave within that lifestyle. I don't feel that same sense of chaos. Even though life can still be chaotic, I do feel this core sense of calm and Importantly, I'm still very much part of the list. So I incorporate healthy, active movement into my daily routine. I eat well. I have the right groceries on hand and know what I'm going to make for dinner and feel organized around those meals. I have a morning routine and an afternoon routine and an evening routine, but those are routines that are short and simple and bring me joy and then help me to get to the place where I want to go, which is how I want to feel in my life. So since that point, I've had a chance to work with thousands of people. I had a podcast previously called The Feel Good Effect. You may have listened to it. It had over 2 million downloads. 
I wrote a book by the same name. We have a coaching certification around these principles. I run a successful food website that shares simple, sustainable, delicious, healthy recipes, over 600 recipes on that site at realfoodwholelife.com. And through the process of teaching and coaching and getting this information out, I see the same issue coming up over and over with people that I had when I first started out. This daily treadmill of getting up and then whizzing through your day with never enough time, never enough energy, not prioritizing the things that matter, not doing the very basic things around taking care of yourself, like around movement and around eating well, and that searching for the perfect thing, like I need to find the perfect diet and I need to have the perfect grocery list and I need to eliminate these foods and I need to work out for an hour every day and I definitely probably should have a morning routine and I probably shouldn't have a thousand tabs open on my computer and I definitely need a planner. But it's also really confusing because I hear this person telling me to eat this way and then I hear someone else telling me that that's actually toxic for me. and. I hear I should be lifting weights, but maybe not. Maybe Pilates is the right way. And I definitely should be working out for 60 minutes a day, but I don't really have anything. So maybe five would count, but I don't think five really counts. And then the day ends and all I have the energy for is to finish dinner, hopefully get kitchen cleaned up, and then to fall into bed only to just watch Netflix and fall asleep. And this is the treadmill that I know so many people are on. And what's worse is that we're like beating ourselves up about it and feeling like failures or feeling like we're not doing enough or like we're behind or like we just need to find the next right thing and that will solve our problems. But even if it doesn't, we're still the ones that are causing it. We're still the problem, right? And there's this general sense that I'll get it together when my life calms down. I'll start next week. I'll start next month. But the thing is, in my experience, that life doesn't calm down. I've been following this approach and teaching these things now for about 10 years. And there's never a week where I things go as planned exactly as I plan them. It's always something. Someone gets sick, I get sick. There's no school day. Meetings go long, plans fall apart. So I don't want us to wait for next week and I don't want us to wait until things calm down. And I don't want us to get bogged down in conflicting advice are really, really prescriptive plans that were never made for you and were never made for your life. Because there is a way through, one where you can have a basic set of essential habits that make you feel good, that you can lean on day in and day out, regardless of what happens, that you can organize around, even when the rest of your time or the rest of your calendar is chaos. So that's what we are going to do here together in your whole life organized. So now to those two simple questions to ask in order to know where to start. Because I don't want you to make the same mistake that I did and what I see so many of the people that we work with making, which is when they think about where to start, they think about what should I do? And it immediately turns into creating a list of tasks, whether that's 
for working out, for eating well, for productivity, for time management. It just becomes a new to-do list. And I know that you don't need more items on your to-do list. And it's why so many people set out to get organized, to be more productive, to manage their time, to take care of themselves, to exercise, to eat well. And they can't because they don't have room on the list. Like you keep adding items and items and items, and then you wonder why you're not getting that to them. It's because that list is way too long. That's an impossible number of things to do in a day. It won't work and it's not your fault. So instead, we are starting with two ultra, ultra simple questions that really can change so much. And the first is, when you're starting, asking, how do I feel and how do I want to feel? So you can apply this to big parts of your life. I think it works best. And we find when working with people, it works best when you apply it to something specific. So maybe I'm looking at wanting to start a workout routine. What I'm going to start with instead of what am I going to do and when am I going to do it and adding it to my list, I'm instead asking, how do I feel now and how do I want to feel? So when it comes to movement, when it comes to exercise, how do I feel now and how do I want to feel? And then what is the gap in between? So yes, that's actually three questions. But if you start with how you feel now, usually that's pretty easy for people to identify. Like when it comes to your movement routine, if it's non-existent, how does that make you feel? Or if it's kind of intermittent or not working for you, then how is that feeling? And then how do you want it to make you feel? What's the result you're looking for when it comes to adding this thing to your life? Because when we add something to the list, there is some work to be done to make sure it's fit, it fits and it's organized around and we will definitely get there. But first we need to know like, what are we even doing this for? And I've heard some criticism out there about not, you know, starting with how you want to feel because you just want to get into action. And I get that. But let me just tell you, like, skipping this step is going to set you up for less than optimal results. So we're not going to stay here forever. This can be done very, very simply and very, very quickly. But how do you feel now? How do you want to feel? And then what's the gap in between? Because the gap is where we get to do the work. The gap is where we can figure out, we can find the actual habits, then we can figure out how to fit them in, then we can figure out how to focus on them, right? That's the whole big approach that we're going to use here. Because when I stopped just going to adding more activities and more to-dos, onto my list and I actually stopped and said, how do I feel and how do I want to feel? It helped kick me out of that loop, the hamster wheel loop. It helped kick me out of that over, over-optimizing, overdoing, exhaustion, falling into bed at night and falling asleep to Netflix. Because it really put the spotlight on why I'm doing something and then allowed me to figure how to fit it in. And just as importantly, how to make it sustainable, like how to make it work so that I don't just do it for a week or two weeks or even that first year, but how I'm doing it 10 years later. And I know I'll be doing it 10 years from now. So yes, in my programs and my coaching, I have planner pages and journal prompts to help you work through these questions, but I also just offer them to you freely for you to reflect on, for you to write down, to simply ask, how do I feel and how do I want to feel and what's the gap in between? 
Because if I'd asked that question before I went into that 30-day, 90-day, 120-day restrictive eating plan, how do I feel and then how do I want to feel? It would have been very clear that there was a very restrictive eating plan did not align with how I wanted to feel when it came to eating and when it came to food. Similarly, when I ask how did I feel and how do I want to feel around movement, one hour in the studio every single day did not align. And when you start to ask these questions at the beginning, before you jump into finding the actual things to fitting them in and to focusing on them, you'll find that it just becomes easier and easier. So this is something I do on a daily basis, whether it's around time management, productivity, whether it's around meals, whether it's around movement. When I am stuck on where to start, I always start with this question, how do I feel and how do I want to feel? And what's the gap in between? Thank you for being part of Whole Life Organized. If you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And you can connect with me on Instagram at Whole Life Organized.